If you have been following me for any length of time, you have likely heard of my weekly CEO date, the time at the very beginning of each and every week where I sit down to check in on my business, check in on my plan, and make sure that we are making progress on all of the goals that we have set. Well, I also have another CEO date that I do every single month. Today, I want to walk through how I run my month like a CEO to make sure that we are adapting and adjusting our plan as things are constantly changing for entrepreneurs. Are you ready to grow from solopreneur to CEO? You're in the right place. I'm your host, Rachel Cook, and I've spent the last decade helping women entrepreneurs start and scale service-based businesses. If you're serious about building a sustainable business, it's time to put the strategy, systems, and support in place to make it happen. Join me each week for candid conversations about stepping into your role as CEO, the hard lessons learned along the way, and practical, profitable strategies to grow a sustainable business without the hustle and burnout. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of Promote Yourself to CEO and specifically to the Run Your Business Like a CEO series. This series is all about what are the things that you are doing on an ongoing basis to make sure that you aren't only creating plans for your business, but you're sticking to those plans, you're following through and being able to adapt and adjust as circumstances change. Well, In the last episode, we talked about why and how I love doing 90-day planning for my business. In fact, this is something that has truly become the cornerstone of my work with a lot of my clients. That's why we have the planner. That's why we run the CEO retreats. That's why we have built the entire CEO collective around this 90-day planning and implementation process. But today, I want to dive a little deeper. And I want to talk about how to actually build in some self-accountability so that your plan doesn't become just another Google document that you never look at again, but is actually a living, breathing thing that you are working with ongoing to check in and make sure that you are on track with all of those goals and all of those plans you have created. So I want to walk through today the monthly CEO date. Now I do these at the beginning of each month, usually the first Monday of each month, because if you know me, then Monday CEO date is something that is always on my calendar. It is nine o'clock every single Monday morning. So I will use this slightly different checklist compared to my weekly CEO date checklist, which I will talk about a little bit more in depth in the next episode. But my monthly CEO date is all about making sure that I have that touch point as I am implementing my 90-day plan to make sure I'm on track and to make sure that if I need to adapt or adjust, if I need to move any timelines or deadlines, if I need to move things around, I'm catching it before it becomes a problem. And this is the key. I see so many entrepreneurs who are feeling like frantic about their business. They're always feeling like they're in emergency mode. And it's because they don't have these processes in place where they are checking in and reviewing their progress and adapting and adjusting as needed. So let's dive into my monthly CEO date checklist. So the first thing I do 
is I'm spending some time reviewing. I'm actually going backwards and looking at everything that has been going on. I start by reviewing my best year ever. Now, a few months ago, we did the plan your best year ever challenge. It is still available, by the way. You can still go sign up for the five-day challenge and map out exactly month by month what you want to be doing in your business. But I do pull that out every single month. It helps me check in and see, do I need to change anything? Having this in front of me every single month really helps ground me back into reality and holds me back from jumping into like that new idea I just had, which is kind of, you know, something that happens for us entrepreneurs. We get these cool ideas and we want to go after them. So this provides a way for me to make sure I'm not getting distracted by all these new ideas to where I'm being pulled off course. So I review my annual plan. I review my annual goals. I check in what progress have we made? What do we still need to do? I review my 90-day plan. I go through my 90-day plan and I ask myself, hey, how did I do so far in this 90 days? Am I in the first 30 days? Am I in the next 60 days? Am I in the 90 days? Because I chunk them down. And I ask myself, okay, how did I do with my time off? Did I really take time off? (laughs) Did I get good rest? Do I need to make more time for time off? How am I feeling right now? What do I need to make space for? I ask myself, did I hit our revenue goals? Why or why not? And do we need to do anything to make up revenue if we didn't hit our revenue goal? And then I look through all of our marketing. What attract activity did we do? How many people joined our email list? What nurture marketing did I do? And I just sit down and I document all of it. This is one reason I love my CEO planner. And again, I'm going to shamelessly plug it because I do think it is just the most helpful thing to check in and keep track of what you are actually doing. So if you've been using your CEO planner, this is where it's helpful. You can actually go back and use it and look at it to do this review. Then I check in on any other goals that I have. So if I had any other goals that were outside of my marketing or sales strategy that I'm working towards, how am I doing with that? Am I on track or am I off track? Is there anything that I need to do to make up? Do I need to make space this coming month in order to make sure I can achieve this goal? So if you've been using your CEO planner, this is a great time to review it. I'm literally surrounded by, I was doing some planning and I wanted to flip back and see how I'd been doing the last few quarters. And I love that I have this information Because now I can go back and see what has contributed to where I am right now. I can see whether or not I'm completing my top tasks every single week. And I can see where those tasks haven't gotten completed and why they haven't gotten completed, usually because I've overcommitted to things on my calendar. It helps me to figure out, okay, what do I need to do differently? I can tell through my CEO planner if I'm hitting my CEO score I'm going to talk about this more next week, but my CEO score is a way that I can track what I am doing. It's a way for me to track, am I putting the highest value tasks first in my calendar, in my days, in my weeks? I can ask myself by going through my planner, what has been working in my business? Because this is a question I ask myself every single week. So if I go through and every single week has been saying, I'm feeling like my calendar is too full and that's not working for me, 
then I can make a better decision to adjust my calendar and to make sure that I'm not feeling like my calendar is too full. Or if I had been looking through my planner and it said, what has been working this past month has been my team taking over this thing. Great. I can pass more things off to them. So I'm using my planner as a way to review. I'm using my planner as a way to check in for what actually happened over the last couple weeks. And I think this is just so important because we don't remember. We think we'll remember how things went this last month, but we don't remember exactly what has been going on until you have something that you've been using to track. And that's how we see the patterns. That's how we can start spotting where we need to change things before it becomes a big emergency. Okay, so the next thing I'm reviewing is my metrics. I am not somebody who is obsessive about my metrics. I am not checking in on them every single day. I don't obsess over how many followers I have or how many people on the email list, etc. But I do check in at least once a month with a spreadsheet that we keep with our key metrics in it that helps me to see whether or not we are or are not on track. Now, the one thing that I teach everyone inside of the CEO collective, and we actually have a training around the metrics that matter and teach them how to put together a similar metrics tracking sheet for themselves. This becomes so helpful as you continue to move forward in your business, as you're able to gather data, because when you understand the metrics in your business, when you understand the correlation between the activities you're doing and the results you're getting, when you can understand how many people you need to get in front of in order to get a certain number of clients and the numbers tend to play themselves out, it starts to give you something to really forecast where you want to go. And it becomes easier and easier and easier over time. It helps you make better and better decisions. So I'll check in on my metrics because if we are looking to bring on new clients into the collective, which is our signature offer, our biggest thing that we're focused on, I want to make sure that we've been doing all the right things and that we're getting in front of enough people, that everything we're putting out there is converting at the rates that we want to see them at. And this helps us to then forecast how many new clients we'll potentially be able to acquire within kind of our normal ranges. So I take a look at that and I don't get obsessed over it on a regular basis, but once a month, it does help me to kind of keep my finger on the pulse of the business. We make data-driven decisions as much as possible. And again, the more that you're tracking, the easier it will become to forecast the future. Then I start looking at our revenue. So I'm looking at first reviewing last month's revenue, and then second, deciding what my goal is for this month. So I'm going to look back on last month's revenue, and I'm going to ask myself, did I hit our revenue goal for the month? If I did, what contributed to that? And if I didn't, what contributed to that? So sometimes we have a revenue goal that we actually might not hit, because maybe everybody that month decided to do a payment plan. But then we'll have amazing months where we see like 30 or 40% of people paying in full. And so we have a huge spike in revenue. That's really fun (laughs) when that happens. But it's important to pay attention to that, right? Maybe you didn't hit your revenue goal because you decided not to promote something. Or maybe you didn't hit a revenue goal because you just didn't get it out in front of enough people. I want to make sure I'm always checking in on whether or not we hit our goal 
and what contributed to that, because again, it will help me to make better decisions. If I didn't hit a revenue goal because I can tell I didn't get enough people to see the offer, then I need to correct the problem of not enough people seeing the offer in order to correct the problem of not hitting our revenue goal. I also asked myself, was I actively or passively selling our offers? This is a big one for me, especially this last year. I have been seeing a change in how people are buying, especially for services like mine for what we do. I have seen that as the online space has gotten more sophisticated, as more and more offers and people are available to support small business owners, just putting out the information isn't enough anymore. Like we actually have to actively, not just actively promote in that we're sending emails and putting out social media and ads, things like that, but actively as in personally reaching out to people, following up with people, offering to jump on the phone with people. Those high touch strategies are active selling strategies and they can make a massive difference. And I have seen that massive difference between the times when I am like, yeah, I'll jump on the phone with people. I'll talk to people, sending out videos to people, I'm the person in the inbox responding to their questions when we're promoting something that definitely is an active sales approach and it leads to amazing results. But when I'm passive, when I'm kind of like, okay, we'll just send a couple emails and whatever, then I see kind of, again, not the best results. So I'm, I'm checking with myself. Am I doing the things that lead to great sales? Now, if I didn't hit my revenue goals last month, I have to ask myself, is there a gap we need to make up? And I think this is important because if we don't catch these gaps early, then we get to the end of the year and we realize we are way off course for what we wanted to create. Or even worse, we get just a couple months in and we realize, oh no, now I can't keep ahead of my expenses or I can't pay myself what I really need to pay myself. So we want to catch these things early. If you find out that you're you know, a few thousand dollars behind of where you wanted to be, That means we need to make sure we're planning forward and saying, okay, I need to make that up. How are we going to make that up? And what are we going to do moving forward? What is our new revenue goal for the new month going to be? What are the changes we're going to make to ensure that we can hit that revenue goal? I'm also reviewing and then planning my marketing for the month. So I asked myself what worked. And this is, again, you're going to hear me say this over and over again. What worked? What didn't work? What worked? What didn't work? And I go back and I look. I look in my emails to see what got the biggest open rates. What did people respond to the most? I look back at our podcast, see what got the most downloads. I pay attention to my analytics on my social media. What got the most engagement? I pay attention to, you know, my direct messages or the email replies we get. What got the most engagement from people? This really helps me figure out where I want to go next. And in fact, asking myself this question has helped me course correct my marketing quite a few times. One thing I thought about last year was maybe I should bring more interviews onto the podcast. We did a few. And then I went back and I looked at the metrics and I was like, anytime I bring other guests on, It does not perform nearly as well with the exception of just a few, but overall it does not perform nearly as well as me just sharing kind of my more strategic level content. So I decided, you know what, this was a place I could course correct. I've also been able to course correct myself when I realized something that worked really well was showing up and doing Instagram lives 
but I didn't have the bandwidth for it all the time. So I had to build into my strategy, how am I going to make more bandwidth for this? I'm going to make more time and energy for this. So I'm reviewing my marketing to see what worked, what didn't work, and then I'm planning forward. So what am I going to do this next month? I will also use this time to sit down and brainstorm all my content for the month. So for each month, we have a system built out now. This is something, again, we teach this in the collective, but every month I sit down with my Google Doc, just like I'm looking at it right now, and I have all of the episodes I'm recording outlined. I have story topics outlined for social media. I have ideas for everything that we're going to be putting out content wise. And it's really just a couple hours at the beginning of every month to sit down and plan out what I want to be doing for content. So from there, I've been really reviewing a lot of what we did in the past month. I planned a bit what we're doing to hit our sales goals, what we're going to do for marketing this month. I'll plan for any other projects that we have on deck that I need to plan for. And then I set my monthly top three. My monthly top three is what I can now communicate to my team and say, hey, here's our priorities. Here's what we are focused on this month. This is really important as you bring more people into your business. One of the biggest things I've had to learn the very hard way is that if I'm not communicating my thought process to my team, if I'm just, you know, throwing things into their asana and not telling them what's going on or what the priorities are, they will get confused and they won't be able to support me in the best way. They won't be able to support the business in the best way. So I make sure every month that I'm setting the top priorities for the business. And then I will literally record a video to them. So I I use Loom and I will record a quick video to them saying, Hey y'all, here's what our top priorities are for this month. Here's what is happening. Here's what's on deck. Here's the things we're working towards. If you have any questions, et cetera. So this helps get everybody on the same page, going in the same direction. It helps us to, again, adapt and adjust and reset expectations for what is going to happen next. Now, the final thing that I do at the end of my monthly CEO date is I sit down and I manage my calendar. We're going to talk more about this because managing my calendar is actually becoming more and more and more important as my business grows, as my team grows. I'm in this constant state of like reevaluating and refining, reevaluating and refining how I need to run my calendar. So I need to make sure every month, like, do I need to take some time off? I ask myself, what boundaries do I need to protect my time? Do I need to adjust anything in my calendar? Do I need to adjust any deadlines or timelines? Do I need to put some blocks in my calendar where I literally will go into my Google calendar and block off time that I need to do work like creative work or building out something behind the scenes. Managing my calendar is a huge part of my monthly date because I want to get ahead of any challenges I might have. I don't want to be the week of trying to get something done and realizing like my calendar is too full for me to actually get that thing done. I want to block that time in several weeks in advance if I can. So I hope this was helpful for you walking through how we do a monthly CEO date. As you can tell, this is a process that is not normal for a lot of us because entrepreneurs tend to be very future oriented, very focused on what's next. And we do not tend to slow down and look at what has happened and what can we learn from it and what do we need to 
adapt and adjust? What do we need to do in order to make sure we're moving forward in an intentional way and not ignoring, you know, challenges, little road bumps that soon will turn into big train wrecks. We want to catch those things early. We want to pay attention to when things aren't working so that we can fix it earlier in the process. Okay. If you enjoyed today's episode, then I want to hear from you. I am going to be giving away a full year's worth of CEO planners. That's right. Four CEO planners to somebody who is leaving a review for promote yourself to CEO. So for the entire month of January, 2021, if you go and leave a review for promote yourself to CEO before January 31st, you are entered to win a full year of CEO planners. We will pull the winner and notify them the first week of February. And of course, we would love you to go grab a CEO planner because it truly is a tool that both helps you plan and stay accountable to that plan. All right. I cannot wait to hear your thoughts on this episode. Please let me know what you're thinking. Please let me know any insights and ahas that you have. Take a quick screenshot of the show. Tag me on Instagram at rachel.cook and let me know what you are going to be implementing. Are you going to do your monthly CEO date for your own business? I can't wait to hear from you. 